On this straightforward episode, we talk about transitioning into being an entrepreneur from different walks of life. As warriors, we see entrepreneurship as a very powerful way to share our passion and give back to our society. Our guest is Patch Baker, a Marine combat veteran turned entrepreneur. Join us in this conversation where we're going to dive deep into the mindset and resiliency it takes to be an entrepreneur. We also break down confidence and how grinding and spinning your wheels is not a formula for success. And as always, it is great to gain knowledge, but it is more important to take action. Stand by. What's up, a warrior, my brothers? Welcome back to the Man of War. My name is Rafa Conde, and of course, I am your host, a man on a mission to transform you into a modern day warrior. We're talking about strengthening your mindset, strengthening your spirit, strengthening your, your self confidence, of course, your courage, your self discipline. We're talking about the key components that a modern day warrior is forged from. My brothers, these are the key components that are going to take you up to that next level, that are going to take you up that success ladder, because that's what we want, right? We're looking at being successful in all facets of our lives, no doubt about it. With that said, we have something very special here, just three months away. We're talking about the Conclave of Warriors. We're talking about an unbelievable event, the rawest, most powerful event of the year, and I want you to be there. The way we are selling tickets right now, there's no doubt that we're going to sell out. Basically, our first three rows are already sold out, and we have some general admission, and now we just created a fourth tier ticket, which is the standard admission. Listen, for $297, you can go to this two-day immersive event downtown Miami, an unbelievable event. We're talking about breakout sessions. We're talking about the main stage event. All right, seven speakers are going to crush it. They're going to inspire you. Most of all, they're going to change you forever. We're talking about Q&A sessions. We're talking about book signings, VIP party, inner circle breakfast, optional PT session with badass Ray Care by the Miami River and on and on. So much is going to be going on here. We are taking it up to an entirely different level and I want to see you there. Go to conclaveofwarriors.com and get your tickets right now before they sell out. All right. If you haven't done so already, please leave us a review on iTunes. So important so we can continue trending higher. Every month we trend higher and we are basically crushing the numbers all because of your support. But what I need you to do is if you have already done it and you've left us a review, please share this podcast with others that you believe will benefit from it. That's all we ask. So give us that and I promise you we're going to continue giving you the best warrior development content out there, period. No one even comes close. All right, guys, give me a quick follow at Man of War with two R's on Instagram. And of course, as always, take action. We have a great podcast here coming up, and I want you to listen to it and take notes. But more importantly, I want you to act on it. I want you to make those life changing movements, right? That is what's going to take you up to that next level. Knowledge is great, but action is greater. All right, let's jump right into it.
Patch Baker. Welcome to the Man of War, brother. Great to have you Thank on. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Hey, listen, you were telling me some great stuff before we started recording. Let's get you introduced for our audience that might not know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Patch Baker. I'm a 14 and a half year Marine Corps veteran, and I got out of the military and I started my own digital marketing company uh, focused on working with um, veterans and typically in the e-commerce space. Awesome. Awesome. So what are you doing nowadays? So, well, I got, uh, like you, I have about 700,000 irons in the fire at any given moment. But um, we're doing a lot of really cool stuff. Obviously, we've got the agency going. I'm working a lot with American Dream U that uh, works uh, with veterans, helping them transition. Um, A lot of the veterans know that uh, transitioning out of the military is, is super difficult, and there's not a really good plan or process uh to make that happen so we have everything from courseware to uh mentors that reach out and um you know try to figure out what the guys want to do when they get out whether they want to you know start their own job or if they want to go work for somebody else or take over a business or whatever and uh really try to help them you know either get the funding that they need uh or you know enact their gi bill or get seed investment money or you know, find a, a, a good paying job. You know, we're not we're not putting people in, you know, minimum wage jobs. We're trying to find them really good jobs that that match their MOS. So um, we've got tons of stuff. So your your strategy your strategy coming out of the military was basically start this business and really help out veterans that needed to help to make that transition from you know the military world into say like the entrepreneur world or the the business world. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have that coming out. You know, I didn't know I was going to do this. Uh, I actually went to a couple, a couple of corporate jobs, and it just, it didn't work out for me. I, I wasn't really well suited to deal with, you know, high end, uh, uh, you know, regular white collar uh, civilian guys. I, I just didn't have the mentality for it, and uh, so I kind of, I kind of lucked into this. Uh, one of my partners. Um, Matt Johnson, he was doing video work, um, with another guy, uh, Ryan Holbrook and the three of us basically got together and said, Hey, you know, it'd be really cool to do some high end videos, but we quickly learned that, you know, videos don't really do much if you can't get them out there. So we had to go basically learn, uh, Facebook and Instagram and all those, um, so that we could actually get our ads out. And then, uh, one of my other partners, Chris Houghton, there's four of us total, um, he had a, a consulting agency and we basically combined forces and um, really tried to pick, you know, who we wanted to work with. And it just kept coming back. I'm the CEO and it just really kept coming back to military guys and, you know, how we could really help them um, not just sell products, but actually run a more streamlined business. And it just fit. You know, we went to the top. We went to to Facebook headquarters. We went to, you know, some of the top guys in the industry. We went to Google, you know, and said, hey, we really want to do this and do it really, really well. And that's exactly what we did. We set out uh, for on the mission to be the best at what we do. And uh, I think we've accomplished it. I mean, the the platforms constantly are changing all the time. But um, that's, you know, kind of goes back to the military mindset of, you know, as everything kind of remains fluid as, as things change as enemy TTPs change and all that kind of stuff. You just have to, you know, readjust and refocus. And, uh, we use a lot of, uh, military terms, 
in our training and in our business development stuff, um, you know, we use BAMSIS and SMEAC and all those kinds of things um, that the, the guys know. And it's really easy for them to learn, you know, how to set up marketing plans when you can speak in their terms. And then we always do like after action reports or um, we always kind of review things and, and try to make everything systematically better a uh, little by little by little. And the guys really appreciate that. You know, we don't really call them clients, um, but they're more like teammates. We work more on, on the team level and uh, all of our clients will get a fire team. And we've been able to really do that in a way to where we're kind of creating a, a military structure after the military. So when these guys come out and they, they set up a business, they're setting it up more like the military. And it just seems to be easier easier concepts for them to grasp, but also let them um, grow systematically um, on kind of a controlled course. So what is your mindset here going on forward? Okay, I mean, what are your goals coming up? And what's your, I mean, at this point in time, I guess you're you're exploring different venues. Is that why you're doing different avenues? Uh, well, I think we're always exploring, you know, but um, we really are trying to, you know, get these guys, get their businesses out in, in, a, in a way that really, truly changes lives. You know, most of, of the guys that we work with, they have a big military staff. So we do training not just for, you know, the C-level guys, but also for the guys, you know, that are doing the work, you know, the, the actual guys responsible for delivery. And we really do a lot of training. I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest things that we kind of pride ourselves on is, is doing the training um, all the way up and down the chain to make the entire team better. Cool, cool. All right, so let's talk a little bit about your opinions on the, the world nowadays, specifically from a masculinity perspective, from a warrior perspective. You know, what, are, what is your feedback on that right now in this world that we're living in? Damn, Rafa, that's, that's, that's a big question. <laughs> um, yeah. That's the way we I roll know, here, man. brother. Um, so, you know, for me, I, I'm one of those guys that, I like the idea of um, not looking down, but always, you know, continuously looking forward. And for me, I I see a lot of things that are that are happening in the world that you know I spent a, a huge part of my life, um, you know, fighting for the freedoms of of other people to have whatever opinions they want, right? Um, but I also am one of those guys that believe that another person's rights do not give them the ability to infringe on mine. So um, I protect my own my own rights too. And obviously, this conversation could go a million different ways. But um, I, I'm I'm really trying to stay focused on making the guys uh, around me really really strong in those areas. And I try to surround myself with people that are really, really strong and their, um, you know, their, their beliefs. And, and I, I tend to gravitate to, to guys that really know, uh, what they want to do. And, uh, I think when you surround yourself with people like that and you try to help other people become more like that, um, 
and kind of shield you from a lot of the bullshit that gets spread around all over the place. And um, I just don't buy into the, the bullshit that I hear. You know, I don't really spend any time on it. I don't waste any time on it. I got bigger fish to fry type thing. And uh, so when I hear that stuff, you know, when I hear the stuff that just annoys the shit out of me, I, I try to go the other way and keep keep my head, you know, focused on the game, you know. All right. So being direct here, do you notice a lack of masculinity or that our society is slowly being emasculated at certain points? Yeah, I think a lot of people are just turning into big old pussies, you know. I don't, uh, and like I said, I, I don't really buy into it. And I, I don't, I mean, it's kind of different strokes for different folks in a way. But again, I, I just basically let that stuff go by until it starts infringing on my, you know, things that directly affect me. And then I, I meet it, sure, I, I meet it that. face to that. face, you know? I mean, look, the bottom line is that when we can sit here, we can debate and we can try to be at times which this show is not politically correct. That's for fucking sure. But the bottom line is that when you start looking at our world and you start saying, hey, look, being in a, a person in a position that I'm in and I'm seeing this filter through specifically in the police academy and in the law enforcement world from that perspective and a good chunk comes out of the military, I'm saying, fuck, man. Uh, there's a difference between now and say eight, 10, 12, 15 years ago. And you can't challenge me on that because I'm on the battlefields every day. I am training recruits. I'm, ta I'm training new officers. And, and I will tell you that the mindset is completely different. So you know, what's funny, you know, what's funny about that though, is that the guys 10 or 15 years before that would have said the same thing. You know, I, 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 Agree with you to a certain point. There's, I, I agree with you, Patch, to a certain point. But there's just been such a drop off, man. It, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. Just me seeing it, it wasn't even like it was like that maybe 15 years ago. I've just seen it, and the recruit that comes in through the doors now versus even seven or eight years ago. There, there's just a, a big difference. Like, holy shit, e even the way I have to teach and the way that I have to explain things, the way that I have to just, you know, conduct myself. You know, for example, I'll give you just a, a quick example. I mean, you know, we have D, we've always had DI instructors in the police academy, right? We've always had it as a yep. paramilitary type and... Holy shit, the next thing you know, you know, oh, that's too much. That's not what, uh, you know, the police academy wants. We want a much more well-rounded recruit. So fuck the DIs, you know, and I'm saying, well, where's yeah. the discipline? Where is that paramilitary aspect? Where is that, you know, six months in the academy, you got to change, right? This is about changing your mindset, changing the way you conduct yourself. Why? Because you need it to survive on the fucking street. Yeah. That and that that kind of it kind of goes back to what I was saying before is I was not really good uh, with the civilian world for that same exact reason, you know you, I can't tell you how many times when I'm when I'm dealing with, and I, I don't mean this badly like I'm not I'm not saying that this is a this is actually a deficiency on my side but I'll try to write out an email and usually I can just crank through emails if I'm writing an email to you I can say whatever the hell I want to say and I don't have to think about it. 
Um, but when I'm writing to somebody that's, you know, a CEO of a Fortune 100 company, I have to really like tiptoe around or, you know, um, after action reviews. That's another thing where in the military, in the police department, I'm no stranger to the the world of law enforcement. I worked with DEA for a long time and then my wife was a, a police officer, line, line officer. Um, so I'm no stranger to that world either. And usually when you're talking to the guys that are on the street, you know, you can – you can talk to those guys. However, is the fastest way for you to communicate your intention or communicate, you know, whatever the situation is. But you couldn't have that same conversation with, you know, the brass up at the very top. You have to have a, a different kind of conversation. And I think that it really slows communication. I think it also really does um, hurt the uh, effectiveness of the team when you're constantly tiptoeing around things. You know, if you could just put it to me straight, you know, don't make me do any guesswork. How many times have you gotten that email where you're like, what the hell is he trying to say? You know, just give it to me straight. Um, so I, I think it, it hurts our communication when you have to constantly worry about every individual word you use. Um, and then that also leads to procrastination. It leads to not being as fluid sure. as you possibly could. And I think it goes back to world's a bunch of pussies you know no i mean look the bottom line is that and, and i'm not just talking this show is not about military or police or or yep. you know just business it's, it's, it's about the warrior mindset it's about you can be a warrior in my world you can be a warrior in the battlefield you can be a warrior of course in the business world whatever task whatever it is in your life that you've decided and you made that commitment to be this is what we're about so yep. my point in hand is that look you know guys coming out of the military whether they go to be a cop whether they go to be a fireman whether they go be an entrepreneur it's the mindset that i'm talking about here and you know i'm just hoping that you know there are, there are some good guys out there that are preaching that good solid state of mind okay that warrior mentality that that mentality that never quit mentality yep. okay and i am totally all about that and if we can instill that to more younger guys coming out of the military and out of different areas of life to implement that and integrate that into their small battlefield into their business world whatever it may be as a society in whole i believe we're going to be much better off well let me let me let me ask you a question um so uh i grew up with somebody that uh, i grew up as as a young kid who had you know my grandfather my my dad was deployed but my grandfather really raised me and i i wanted to kind of get your your take on this i believe that uh my father and his grandfather they learned a lot about tradition a lot about their family um you know i grew up i had a my grandmother had this big Bible that had like the family tree in it, and they really taught me a lot about my family. But I, what I've started, uh, and, and again, this is this is a, a question, but I've started to notice that there are kids around that don't know who their grandparents are, or don't know you know where they came from, or you know where their parents were born, or some of them even what their their parents, uh, you know, how they grew up, or any of that kind of stuff. Do you think that that directly relates to um, you know, how the world perceives how they got where they are right now. Because to me, a lot of people seem very entitled coming right out of high school, um, going into the military first couple years uh, in business, going into corporate jobs right out of college. They're like super entitled, but it's almost like 
they're entitled for the simple reason that they don't know where they came from. What do you think? So you're asking basically as far as the background, how much weight does a background really hold, okay, on the way that someone grows up and then at the end really disseminates that mindset or that that culture into whatever there is that you know, whatever it is that they're doing. Um, look, Patch, I could tell you this, okay? I, I believe breeding is very, very important. I believe parenting, I believe your culture, your roots are important. However, there is a certain point in time, man, as you know, at a certain age that you start, you know, questioning maybe a couple of things about your background and you start saying, well, you know, is this really the way it is nowadays? Maybe you change it. Look, what I, the way that I look at this is this. At a certain age, you're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to stay committed to a path, right? You're either going to go through this path or you're going to go through that path. And a lot of people take that wrong path initially, but sometime down the road, they look back and they say, look, man, you know, I'm older now. I'm wiser. I look back at my culture, at my roots, my parenting. You know, my parents maybe weren't so far off. And yeah. now uniquely, right, Patch, I have my own way of doing things. Yeah. But there is still some influence from my background. Like, for example, you like, um, uh, you know, you, you like... Uh, you might like chocolate, right? You mm. might like vanilla. You might like whatever. And a lot of people like that flavor because they've never tasted other yeah. flavors, right? Yeah. They've never experienced it. I'm all about fucking going out there and experiencing and, and touching different things and feeling different things totally. But there is such thing as saying, you know, I'm a big believer in staying the course, right? Staying on that path. You can waver left and right a little bit, but go back. Stay on your path, man. Yeah. What do you think? No, I'm 100% on board with that. Like I said, I, I love, I love looking way out into the different, into the distance, and seeing where I'm going to go, and and make those micro tasks to, and and milestones to be able to to hit those thing, those goals. Because my aspirations are huge, man. Like most people, I tell them what what I want to do in life, and they're like, yeah, well, good luck with that, because they don't they don't think that it can happen. Um, but so wait, wait, let, let's go back there. What are your aspirations? I have huge aspirations and some people, you know, they, they, they just can't see it. You know, I want, I want to make a billion dollars and I don't want to make a billion dollars just because, you know, I want a bunch of money. I want a billion dollars so that I can help other people, you know, make money of their own and I'll have the money to help them do it. Um, I want to make sure that every single veteran has a job and a home to live in. I want to help provide service dogs to veterans. I want to be able to, you know, help veterans make their own businesses, make their own opportunities, be able to employ other veterans. You know, I, I'm really focused on helping the veteran community after uh, they get out. And I will see. Know, we'll see, Pat, you, you have a mission, man. You see you, a lot of guys that I spent. I've interviewed quite a bit. I mean, I've, I've interviewed at this point over 100 people. Um, this is the this is going to be our ninety fourth episode right here. So yep. um, I've interviewed um, a lot of people out there, okay, and from entrepreneurs to Navy SEALs to all sorts of you name it, okay. Now, what I will tell you is this: ninety nine percent of them have a mission and they have a focus, right? Like you have a focus on, you know, you want to be a billionaire because you want to be able to go out there, help individuals, you know, but there's a mission, right? You were talking about the veteran community, giving dogs, you know, 
some guys that I run into want to be a millionaire. And they'll tell you, yeah, I want to do it so I can help people. But they have no mission and no vision. With that said, I call bullshit. Okay? Yeah. And when I say I call bullshit, I'm talking about those guys that really don't have any mission or vision. And they just want to make the fucking money. And then, yeah, yeah, I help people, quote, unquote. Because that's the right thing to say. Because nobody wants to say, hey, I want to be a billionaire because I want to fucking, you know, get cars and houses and girls and, and shit like that. But the reality is that I would say a good chunk of those guys that have that mindset are out for that rather than giving of themselves like what you're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, the, the funny thing to me is people, people don't understand money a lot of times when you start putting too many zeros behind the first digit. Right. And when people say they want to make a million dollars to help other people, with a million dollars, you're the poorest rich person on the planet. You can't do anything with it, right? You have to use it for your own nest egg because if you start spending it, it, it runs out real quick. Um, and, you know, I, I really spend a lot of time uh, focused on my goal, my, my – I said it before, the micro tasks, the milestones, the goals that I have that are long-term – and I'm really playing chess when other people are playing checkers. And that means I have uh, – I usually do everything on a multi-prong approach, you know, where it's not just one way to hit a goal. I'm coming up with three, four, five, six, seven ways to hit that same goal to ensure that I hit it. And I enlist other people to help me hit my goals. The goals that I have, I, there's no way that one person can do them on their own. You have to surround yourself with really great people. You have to put yourself in a network of people that have other connections to help you get where you're going. You have to do a lot of you have to do a lot of things. You can't just go out there and say, "Hey, I want to make a million bucks uh, so that I can help people," and not have a bunch of different things going on to to hit that. Um, so, like you, I call bullshit on people all the time when they say, you know, I want to make $10 million or $100 million or whatever the case is. If they say, I want to make six figures a year, if they don't have a plan and, and several different ways to hit that goal, I call bullshit on them all, all the time. And I'm, I'm typically known for doing that. Um, but the other thing that I think is important to note is that there are a lot of people out there that have really, really rough pasts that get over that so you can do it you can do any of that kind of stuff um but you're not going to do it unless you have a plan unless you have a network unless you have you know some serious milestones laid out and, and a strategic plan on how to hit those regularly i agree man i agree 100 percent. you know and now talking being that you're from the social media aspect and you you learned a lot of stuff over the years and things like that you know one of the things that i say and and, and this is probably not going to be swallowed very good by many but i don't give a fuck look uh there is a tremendous amount of guys out there that have built their reputations based on social media but when you get to know yep. them face to face when you really get to fucking know them they're a completely different beast and, and I yep. will tell you this much. Uh, one of the things that I, 
hypothetically, let's just throw it out there, that social media brings the to the table is that type, that transparency, right? That transparency of, you know, getting to know this individual deeper than just, you know, an email or a YouTube video, right? It, it's really getting to know that person in, in, in live streams, through different, uh, uh, you know, video formats, through, you know, uh, what do you call it? Posts, whatever it might be. Yeah. So, you know, when I what I see here, and this is very uh, something that I've been seeing over the last. I'm very new to Instagram. Literally, not even a year ago, I got on board. Okay, and uh, yeah. one of the things that I look at, man, is you know these guys that have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers, right? And then you're saying, damn, you know these these guys must be some pretty good shit. Once I start listening to their message, and I look at their response rate and, and then the activity and the engagement. And then you're looking, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, wh who are these guys and, and, and why are so many people following them? Well, you know, social media does that for you. They develop these self-proclaimed fucking mentors, coaches, you know, influencers, as you may say. And I got to tell you, I call bullshit on a huge percentage on them, uh, of them. And, and I got to tell you that for the most part, that's one of the biggest turnoffs because I know that, listen, a lot of us in this day and age going out there, marketing is huge. Okay. Yep. Um, you know, I worked on Wall Street for, for over a decade. You know, I, I managed millions and millions of dollars. Um, you know, I, I was one of those kids that at, at 20, I was driving the fucking hottest cars, you know, going to the hottest nightclubs, fucking making more money than any doctor or attorney in this planet, right? And um, with just a, a fucking high school diploma, by the way, at that time. So had we had the internet, at that time and and really been able to fucking post shit across the board i would have millions of followers by now okay but the reality yeah. is i don't know if you agree with me but there is so many self-proclaimed mentors out there using these platforms to their benefit and in the end it's all bullshit yeah i i 100 percent agree with you on this and there, you, you hit a couple of really good points, um, so I'll try to remember them all and, and kind of give you my thoughts on them. The first thing I'll say is there's nothing wrong with a guy that goes out there and says, hey, I don't know shit about shit, but I'm going to figure something out and I'm going to you know, try to monetize it. And um, I know a couple of guys that um, they've gone out, they've gotten followings, they are doing – uh, courses or webinars or, um, you know, even selling a product. Um, but the ones that do really, really well and turn it into a financial, um, you know, success are the guys that are not afraid to say that they, they messed up. They did this, 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 this wrong. This is how they got over it. Um, and they did really, really well with that. Um, one I'll give you is Nick Bear from Bear Performance Nutrition. This dude brings you into his life and he tells you everything from the wins to the loses to whatever. Um, and he sells, you know, protein powder and other supplements. That dude is crushing it. But the reason why he's crushing it is because he's the same guy on camera as he is off camera. And to those people, I applaud them and I, I think it's amazing what the what they've been able to accomplish 
um, organically. Then there's other people that they go out and they basically pay um, for you to see them every time you log into YouTube or every time you're on Facebook. Um, and they just pay huge dollars for that. But they're like entrepreneurs, right? They're actually actors. What they, who they are in real life, is not who they are on the camera. And if they would just say that and say, "Hey, I'm an actor, and I'm, you know, I, I'm putting on a, you know, a persona on my channel," I'm totally cool with that. What gets me is when they they pretend to be somebody that they're not. They pretend that they have, you know. Lamborghinis or Porsches or whatever, and it's a rented car, or they pretend that they're in their house and they're really in, you know, somebody else's house or whatever. And they give this false uh, persona of who they are, and then they sell products based off of who you think that they are, right? And uh, I'll mm-hmm. make the correlation between like uh, the WWE, right? Or WWE, um, the, the wrestling uh, guys, The Rock. Right. He started a persona and it kind of carried over into his movies and then it carried into HBO specials and all that kind of stuff. Everybody knows who The Rock is. Now he's doing some uh, some speaking stuff, um, some motivational stuff. Will Smith is doing a really cool uh, deal on Facebook and Instagram. And now he's giving like Will Smith is giving some coaching and some stuff like that and some some high end, uh, you know, just motivational type stuff. I'm totally cool with that because he's being real based off of how you know him previously. That kind of stuff is great. When you start lying to people and trying to monetize your lies, basically saying that you're an expert when you're really not, this is how you you know, get uh, speaking engagements and really you've never gotten a speaking engagement. This is how you get on the, all the podcasts but you've never been on any. That stuff bothers me. And again, like you, I call a lot of those people out. Because I believe that it's it's learn to teach, right? You learn how to do something, you do it for a while, you become, you know, you get experience in it, and then you can teach. It's the same for military, it's the same for law enforcement, it's the same for business. You don't really take a guy off the street, put him in a CEO position, and say, hey, now you run a company. That just doesn't work. You got it's a learn to teach model. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that you have to bleed first, right? Yeah. You got to bleed out there on the street, pay your dues, right? You got to pay your dues, then you're able to step up. You know, well, there's some guys that would disagree with me and say, hey, listen, you know, let's use, you know, for example, why do you need to get your hands yeah. dirty, right? Why do you need to get your hands dirty if it's, life can be simplified, especially with social media? But the bottom line is this, where I disagree big time there is that getting your hands dirty, overcoming those challenges, overcoming those obstacles, that is what makes, right? That, that is what creates that mindset, that strong mindset of perseverance, that tenacity, yep. that grit. Sure, is you know, life can be easier. When I see these pimple-faced kids that are 20 years old telling me that they're going to coach me about life, they don't know yeah. dick. Okay, that's the bottom line. They don't know dick, and because maybe they they went they got over one obstacle, or all of a sudden they they found themselves on a niche that all of a sudden now they're killing it. It's great, but the reality is that you know you can teach me about one experience, but is the man that could step up that that could step up that has been there, done that, that has been through struggles, that have has been through challenges. That's what I want to hear, man. That's what I want to hear. That 
that is the person. Yeah, that I I, hear. I'm with you on that. I don't always agree with um, with the pay your dues mentality because I think it gets construed into something that is not always meant. Um, for, I'll give you a great example of that. You do not need to do everything in order to have experience in it, right? And and those are basically lateral experiences. So, for example, um, you know, I, I worked with General Mattis for uh, three and a half years, um, and General Mattis attributed a lot of his strategic uh, war fighting skills to books that he had read. Right, so he didn't actually do everything. Absolutely, but he learned those. Ex- he learned from other people's mistakes, other people's. Patch, but but let me let me interrupt you. I hear you there, okay. But what I'm talking about paying the dues is he sat down, he read, he studied. That's paying the dues in my book. Paying your dues sometimes gets misconstrued into you have to just grind it out for 20 years before you can speak intelligently. Got it. Yeah. Right. Yep. And mm-hmm. I, I really hate that term. You know, just just keep grinding. I really don't like that term. Like. And the reason why I don't like it is because if you're just constantly grinding, you haven't refined the system or the process to get you where you're going, right? Nothing in the military is just grinding it out. Nothing in business is just grinding it out. Nothing in law enforcement is just grinding it out. When you're grinding, that means that you're still trying to figure out how to fit the pieces together to get the end result as smoothly as you possibly can. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not a bunch of bumps, bruises, scrapes, bleeding along the way, a bunch of sweat and tears along the way. But if you're grinding, you haven't figured out the situation. So um, I just don't want people to take what I'm saying and what you're saying and, and think that, you know, you just have to do something for 35 years before you can speak intelligently about it. And that's just not the case. You can take other people's experiences. You can do your homework. You can get educated. You know, I've come... I've surpassed a lot of people in business um, that I used to look up to, and although they helped me along the way, I've per- I've passed them both monetarily um, and delivery, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's because they're still grinding it out, and I was busy working on streamlining and automating and and making things as easy as possible, putting systems and processes in place, coming up with TTPs so that. It was a repeatable model. We could do it over and over and over again. We can train people to do it. Right, right. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. When it comes to grinding or spinning your wheels, as I call it, you know, yeah. that's nowhere. Um, I'm a big believer in grit. I'm a big believer in perseverance. I'm a big believer that you do have to pay your dues in the sense of you have to go out there and take action and yeah. do things, right? So so it, you got to go. Like you said, you know, General Mattis, he went out there, he read. I mean, I have read thousands of book books. I mean, from the martial arts to war studies, business, you name it, okay? And I believe that has taken a tremendous influence in, in my success in life no doubt about it now with that said we can sit here and read books all day long and gain that knowledge yep. but there's a big difference between reading it gaining it and doing something with it right that's what it is it's learn do teach that's right. and if you're not doing that one i think that you're i think that you're ripping people off because Look, at the end of the day, I don't have to know every single technical thing about everything on Facebook, right? I personally don't because I'm not the guy actually clicking the buttons. But my team 
does that. I can speak intelligently about it, and then my team implements on that. Just like you could, um, you could train up some instructors, and then those people, as long as you're monitoring them from above, you can have multiple classes where you're not the only instructor, right? And they could still be following your system, but it's because they're following a system, right? Now, if I were to say, hey, build me a microphone, you got a really fancy microphone in front of you. You don't have to be an expert on how to make microphones in order to use a microphone, right? So I think just to, to draw a line here, um, we and another analogy is we use a cell phone every day, but none of us know how to put one of them together, right? So the analogy is, look, as long as you are following the learn, do, teach method and you are really trying to be, you know, either hire an expert to help you or – you know, find a, a mentor or a coach or somebody to help you understand the theory behind using a, a behind a cell phone or a microphone, then you can start telling other people, hey, if you speak into this thing, you sound better, right? Um, but things that are technical, like when people say they're going to help you build a business or they're going to help you, uh, you know, become successful as an entrepreneur or whatever the case is, um, they have to have experiences, right? I built and sold five companies. I own seven companies now. Like I'm, I'm really doing what it is. I'm, I'm preaching to other, to other people. And as soon as I step out of that realm and I start telling people how to build microphones, like I no longer have a leg to stand on. So I mean, I, I've heard I don't know, probably forty or fifty of your podcasts, and you talk uh, about, um, you know, really having experiences that you're sharing with other people, right? But not all of those stories are yours. I think you could say that. Not all of the stories that you share with other people as teaching moments are yours. But they are from people that you worked with, that you dealt with, that you served with, right? And those all have a training moment that you can pass along. And I think that's perfectly fine. I, as a matter of fact, I like, I really like your stories. No, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there are stories that I have experienced, studies that I have been around, studies that I have, uh, stories that I have been told to me through my instructors, through people that I have met, and, and, and whatever it is in life, you're able to gather information. Really, there are so many areas of information that you can gather uh, from in life for the most part. Life is constantly give you, giving you information and giving you new lessons every single day, no 100%. doubt. Yeah. And, you know, you, you mentioned something that I believe in very strongly, which is about giving of yourself and teaching, right? Because for me, listen, you can go to your deathbed with all the knowledge in the world and you've done nothing. 100%. Okay? It, it's out there. You got to disseminate it, whether it be speaking engagements, whether it be going out there, sharing it one way or another. I'm a very hands on guy. I mean, I've been training in the martial arts 35 years. You know, I run a I run a very successful martial arts school. You know, I have multiple companies that I'm running right now. And the reality is that for me, my heart and soul is to be able to go hands on with people. Right. Talk. Give them that direct message. I'm all about that. So because that's the way it was disseminated you know to me when i was coming up and i think there is i'm a big believer that there is a tremendous amount of power when you're out there giving of yourself without 
asking for anything in return. Now, that doesn't mean that you should not get paid, okay? Because I'm a big believer that you are yeah. worth every fucking penny out there. Absolutely. But in the sense, and in the sense that I'm saying it is that your only motivation is not your motivation is not the money it's really to help others right yeah 100 percent. yeah I, look i get paid really really well because i uh get results right and i've i've had a lot of experiences uh from the military that i figured out how to transition over uh to what i do now and every single one of those experiences whether it's you know, the controlled chaos of war or the controlled chaos of business, um, those two things in my mind have a very unique parallel to them. And I've been able to use in my experiences from one to the other. And, uh, you know, a lot of the, the things that we do for people are making correlations between a, a past life and a now life. And that is a, a very unique skill in a lot of ways. Um, and because of that, we get paid really, really well to do it, but we're also giving really, really good results. And that is a huge differentiator between people that have done it and people that are faking. Sure. You know, no doubt, no doubt. And, uh, you know, to add to that, I think that there is so much value in what you can give someone, and everyone out there, believe it or not, has something to give, okay? Um, I really believe that everyone out there has something to give. That's why I'm always learning from everyone. I learn from my students day in, day out. You know, I, I, I learn from other people, even from bad guys that I arrest. I'm, I'm constantly trying to keep that open mind and learn because I'm. my goal is, uh, we have an old saying in, in Japanese, uh, it's called Kaizen, right? Kaizen is constant improving and never-ending learning. Yep. That is huge for me, man. That is That is my mindset and everything that I do. And I think that everyone that is successful really has that same mindset or at least very, very close to that. All right, let's yeah. talk a little bit about, let's talk a little bit, uh, Patch, about self-confidence. How important do you think it is, you know, especially from a business perspective, uh, to step up and, and gather, you know, gather yourself and, and really have that confidence? Yeah, so I don't have a problem with confidence. Um but the way that I really have my confidence is because I'm so confident in my team. Like I will put my team up against anybody. And because of that, I can go up against anybody. And um, for me, I think confidence is, is everything in, in business, especially when you're dealing with, you know, really big deals or uh, sales. You know, sales is a huge one. If you can't sell things, you know, your company's not going to last very long. Um, so all of my confidence comes from the fact that I have a huge, really, really talented team and those guys make it happen. Um, and because of that, uh, my confidence, confidence level can almost sometimes come off as cocky to, uh, you know, a lot of high end business guys. However, when I get to deal with veterans all the time, it, it's not it's not coffee. It's not cocky if you could back it up. Right. 
So yep. they, uh, they, they receive it a lot walk better. the walk, man. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know what to say. If you can walk the walk, no doubt. That's it. And uh, I'm a big believer that self-confidence, and this is where now we go, you know, paying your dues and, and taking action and all that. Yeah. In my, bo- in my book, you know, pardon the pun here, reading books, are, it's not going to give you confidence, okay? You right. have to do things. Right. This is where now you got to go hands-on, right? Learn to because teach. Because that's how you... Right. That's how you develop that confidence, yep. man. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I, my grandfather, um, I used to watch this guy make uh, million-dollar horse deals with nothing but a handshake and a smile. No contracts, no lawyers, no nothing. To my knowledge, he never got ripped off, right? And so he was talking to me, and I was probably, I don't know, 10 or 11 years old. And he said, if you have $9 in your pocket— and you take all the zeros off of any number, you have just as much money as the next guy, right? So his point was, if if you have a dollar in your pocket and another guy has a million dollars in his pocket and you take off all the zeros, you both have a buck, right? Well, a dollar deal is not hard to negotiate when, when you know, you're thinking about it like, you know, 100 pennies. So, uh, I never really understood it when I was a kid, but looking back, you know, 20 years goes by and I'm like, damn, I finally got it. And that's what I do. Um, numbers never bother me, no matter how, how big they are. $300 million deal, no big deal. It's the same as a $3 deal. And uh, it really did change, you know, the way that I present and the way that I'm able to talk about high numbers when other people are getting, you know, getting a little timid. I'm kicking it into overdrive because for me, I have confidence in myself. I have confidence in my team. I have confidence that we can deliver. I have confidence that even if we hit a problem, we'll be able to figure it out. We'll, you know, be able to adjust and adapt and overcome whatever the issues are. Um, and I, I think it just plays big into the the business realm because there are other people that you know have a little bit of experience, but they they have a lot of dollars under under their control and they get wigged out pretty quick and that's where we thrive i mean i thrive in those situations bring them on you know one right after the other (laughs) that's awesome that's good man good stuff brother all right real quick what is your definition of a modern day warrior i i really do believe that it's somebody that just truly can see the long-term vision the long-term goal the goal out in the distance and really just keep moving in that direction. Even if there's obstacles, you know, you hit a you hit a creek or a cliff or a snag or a branch or a bush or whatever, as long as you can get right back on track as soon as you possibly can and keep fighting the good fight, uh, heading in that direction of whatever your goals or aspirations, inspirations are, I think that, that truly is the modern-day warrior. And it doesn't matter if we're talking business or politics or – you know, crime on the street or it doesn't matter. I think all of those things still hold true. Very good, man. Great stuff there, brother. It has been an honor to have you on and certainly we would like to have you back on soon enough, man. You have some great stuff to say there, man. Yeah, man, absolutely. I'd love to come back on anytime and I'm going to get to see you in Orlando. (laughs) Take care, buddy. There you have it. What a great conversation with Patch. All right, listen, 
He had some words of wisdom there. You have to apply these things to your life, okay? What you're listening here on your headphones, okay? Or you might be driving a car, you might be riding a bicycle, you might be working out, whatever it might be, you must apply. Listening is great, but like I've always said, all right, you must apply and take action. All right, guys, remember the conclave of warriors. Be there. I want to shake your hand and welcome you to the brotherhood. Downtown Miami, December 1 and 2, conclaveofwarriors.com. All right, guys, until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.